<laughs> Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. All right. Now that you all have some candy, we can like make it through a sermon. This is maybe terrible timing or maybe perfect timing. We'll see how it goes from here. <laughs> Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Welcome. All right, David, you, don't worry, you're done. You've done everything you need to do. But I'm about to break one of the rules that we talked about when writing a Devar Torah. I said, don't tell people what you're going to talk about. Just start talking about it. But I'm going to tell people what I'm talking about. So, you know, break a rule, I guess. Do, do as I say, not as I do. Because today is a sermon that is something we all have to talk about and something I'm a little nervous to bring up because it is fraught with emotion as it should be for many of us and for myself as I give. I feel a little worried like you've hit send on that email perhaps a little too soon before one more thinking about it. So, <laughs> I'll make the jokes. I'll make, I'll make the jokes. <laughs> Because with everything that is going on in Israel today, ah, that's what we're talking about. It's hard for it not to be something that we talk about here. Now, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago. I've lived in Israel for about three years. I met my wife in Israel. We fell in love in Israel. I proposed in Israel. I learned there. I worked there. It's a place that I love deeply and truly. And because of that love, as I read what's going on in that country, my emotions are high. So I read about the people who are being put into positions of power, people who don't believe that I have a right to exist as a Jew, people who proudly say things that would kick, get them kicked out of the ECC of this synagogue. I'm angry that these are the people who are being given positions of leadership. As I read about the judicial reform that is being proposed, which threatens the democratic nature of the state, I'm sad that this is where a country with so much potential is going in this moment. And as I take in the news, and I check in with friends who live there about protests, about everything that's happening, I'm overwhelmed. And earlier this week, as I felt like I needed to take a break from the news and the anger and the hurt that I feel over what I see happening to a country that has been my home and a place that I love and have had such high hopes for, I needed to take a break. And so I did something that I do often if I uh, want a little break. I listen to music, and so I turned to my Israel Top 40 Spotify channel just to listen to some songs. One of my favorite artists is trying to make a comeback right now. He's, uh, he's at number five in the charts. It's pretty great. And I realized as I listened through all of this, it was a great reminder that there are a tremendous number of people trying to create art, 
in this world. Songs, poetry, plays, art. There are people trying to build something beautiful in the land of Israel. There are people trying to live their lives. There are millions of Israelis, some of whom I agree with politically, some of whom I don't agree with politically, all of whom are giving of themselves, of their hearts, of their souls, of their lives, and the lives of their children in order to build a beautiful, thriving, and wonderful land. And Israel, in this sense, is so similar to the Israelites that we read about in the Torah. Because Israel's not so far from its wilderness days. It's 75 years in. It's still in generations of founders, of people who are building with their bare hands something from nothing. And they're trying to create something wonderful. The creative energy that there is and has been in Israel is truly remarkable. And it is built off of millions of people, all bringing what they can to this project, this important and holy project, this project which is, I've said it before and I'll say it again, the most important thing that the Jewish people will do this century, if not this millennia, is building a homeland for our people in the land. And as we read about this creative energy, as it shows up in the Torah, Last week and this week, there's two scenes of giving, of all of the people bringing everything that they have to the project of creating something. We read about last week and we'll read about again next week, the building of the Mishkan. All of the Israelites bring their gold, their jewels, their silk, everything they can. They use whatever talents they have to build the Mishkan, which is going to be this traveling temple that they bring with them in the wilderness. It's a place of meeting. It's a place of Kodesh, of holiness. It's a place that allows God to dwell among them. And the exact same words, many of them, of the people coming together, bringing what they have, bringing of their gold, bringing of their jewels, having special craftsmen create something, is what we read about today when they built the golden calf. And Rashi and the Midrash tell us that actually the Mishkan is an answer to the golden calf, the Chet Egel. Because the people, God knows and realizes the people have to build something. They have to do something. That's why they built this golden calf. And so God is trying to focus their creative energies not towards a false god, but towards building a mishkan, something that will be holy and bring everyone, including God, together in that place. And so God tells them to build the mishkan, to channel those energies. And as we think about Israel channeling the creative energies of so many brilliant, dedicated, talented, and caring individuals, the question becomes, how do we know when we are working, when we are donating, when we are a part of building something, are we working towards a mishkan or are we working towards a golden calf? And there are ways for us to tell because of what those things are used for and what goes into building them. A mishkan brings people together. A mishkan helps people do tshuva, helps people say they're sorry and make amends. A mishkan helps God dwell among the people. If we are building something out of love, 
if we are building something to be inclusive, if we are building something to be a democracy where every voice is heard, that is a mishkan. That is something that will make our people better, that we can bring with us wherever we are, and we can look to wherever we are, and we can see that that is where God lives on earth. And if something is built out of hate, if something is built to keep people out, if something is built to destroy, if something is built... If the builders show pride in their hate, if the builders brag about their phobias, then they're building a golden calf. They're building something which might make us feel good in the moment because you can look and point to it and say, oh, that seems impressive, but will ultimately delay our salvation. The golden calf is one of the reasons why the generation of the wilderness had to wait before they could enter the promised land. And we cannot let the hatred and the fear of others delay building a promised land in our promised land. Now there's one more scene of giving in this week's Parsha. It's at the beginning. Each member of the Israelite people is asked to bring a chetzi shekel, half of a shekel to the Mishkan. And this is a different giving than the Mishkan or the calf, because it isn't everyone bringing what they can. There's no artisans, no unique resources or talents required. In this, every single Israelite brings the exact same thing. They bring a half of a shekel to contribute. And Rabbi Moshe al-Sheikh, a 16th century rabbi living in the land of Israel in Sfat, a builder to be sure, he asked the question, why is it a half shekel? Why a half shekel, not some other coin? And as an answer, he quotes one of his friends and fellow Kabbalist living in Sfat, Shlomo al who says, it should not occur to any Israelite that they are separate from their fellow. Rather, it is as though everyone is one half, and only in joining together do they make a whole unit. That is why everyone needs to bring their half shekel to the Mishkan's construction. And this idea of giving, when everyone brings a half shekel, it's a reminder that they are only part of the people of Israel, and only in bringing us all together are we whole. Now, I understand there is so much that I don't know about the world or what's going on. I understand I live here. I am an American Jew. My children are not there. They're not going to be asked to fight there. But I am still a part. I have a half a shekel to bring to this conversation. And everyone in this room has a half a shekel to bring to this conversation. Because only if we're all in it together, diaspora Jews, Israeli Jews, only if we all talk to one another and are a part of the same project of making our community here and the community there one that is inclusive, one that is strong, one that is thriving, one where everyone is welcome, everyone can feel holy, and everyone has an opportunity to build something beautiful. Only then can we all be whole. Shabbat Shalom.